This week on the podcast, we have a very, very special episode. It's episode 100. And if you are even remotely interested in what Asian Steelmasters does and where it's going, then you will find this conversation to be absolutely fascinating. This time we turn the tables around and we get our awesome editor, Christoph Blaschek, to interview me. I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening, for subscribing and for supporting us. So far, this is number 100 and it's just crazy to think how far we've come. Um, you know, we started the podcast on the 20th of January 2019 and it's been literally the greatest learning experience of my life. It's uh, so awesome and humbling to speak to so many of you that are that are listening and so many amazing entrepreneurs and, and business owners and agency leaders all over the world. We've, we've got such an amazing community here at Agency Deal Masters and it's only, it's only growing day by day. Um, just looking back on the last 100 episodes, it's been just a, a tsunami of knowledge shared and wisdom on not just how to grow an agency business or any business for that matter, but we've learned so much just about life and success and failure and how we should be thinking about those things. Um, because we talk, again, more about just business. You know, my favorite part of the show, if you're a listener of, of the show, um, it are the parts where I ask my favorite questions towards the end of the show, right? So we get all the business stuff out of the way. And then I ask them, you know, what are their favorite books? And who are the mentors that inspired you and sort of encourage you towards the growth journey that you're on now? Like, what do you watch on Amazon and, 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 and Netflix? Um, you know, what lessons do you have for aspiring young people that want to take a, 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 a similar career path? Um, what do you know now that you wish you knew at the beginning of, of your career? Like, these are the things that I'm personally interested in, and I'm sure a lot of you are as well, you know, judging by the feedback. Um, literally nothing that I've done, done in my life so far has made me grow as much as this has, sort of doing a weekly show like this. And I've made some awesome friends along the way, some really unlikely people that I never thought, um, you know, I would have my WhatsApp. Um, and we've built an amazing business um, also in the process, which you'll hear more about in the interview. We've had thousands of downloads. We're live in 51 different countries. I know business has been done on the back of this podcast as well between agencies and, and different sort of vendors and service providers. And that just makes me really happy as well. It's just been a lot of fun doing the show more than anything. Um, and because it's number 100, we thought we'd change things a little bit and get Christoph Blaschek, our awesome editor and just general badass, to be honest, to interview me. I, I've known Chris for years and he's recently joined the company, actually, but we met at a boxing gym years ago. He's super fit and, and like me, he's all about personal and professional development. So he reads a lot, listens to a lot of podcasts. He's on his own personal growth journey as well. But he was super nervous about doing this when I suggested it to him, right? So, um, but after he went away, he thought about it, he came back and he said, okay, I'll do it. Um, and I really appreciate that because this is way outside of his comfort zone. Um, but as I've discovered over the last 100 episodes, it's these uncomfortable things that are the things that force you to grow. And he's grown so much in the little time that he's been here. And I just can't wait to see how much more he grows during his time here. Again, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all for your help, encouragement, 
support and just for listening. You know, we haven't put any paid behind this whatsoever. So the growth has all just come organically from you telling your friends and colleagues about the show. And I really appreciate that. Um, you know, we're building something truly amazing here at Agency Deal Masters. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I truly believe that. And I'm just really grateful for all of your support. So this is episode 100. Here's to 100 more. And without me keeping you in suspense any further, Chris's conversation with me. Hi Nathan, I still remember how you told me a few years ago that you wanted to start a podcast and here we are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember actually, because we've known each other for quite some time, I remember when I was talking about maybe starting a podcast, I didn't know what it was going to be and I had no idea that it was going to be about agencies, but I used to listen to a lot of podcasts a few years ago and I, I still do. Um and I re just really wanted to create a podcast that I wanted to listen to. Um, there was at the time there was no podcasts out there that were talking about agencies from an agency perspective, but really understanding sort of their business journey, their growth journey, like who they were as people, how they grew their businesses, their ambitions, and their plans for the future. I, I sort of created Agency Deal Masters to scratch my own itch. It was. It was a question that I wanted to know the answer to. Yeah, and it's been a great learning experience. It's been the best learning experience of my life. You know, I've spoken to some amazing people and just like, it's the best free consultancy as well because any question that I have in my own business, I'm like, oh, so what would you, what would you do about this? It's been a great experience. You have clearly come a long way. So tell us a little bit about Agency Deal Masters. What kind of obstacles did you face early on and how did you overcome them? <laughs> obstacles? The obstacle was that nobody wanted to speak to me in the beginning. Absolutely nobody. Like, it was so hard to get my first guests for the show. In fact, it's, it's a funny story because I was calling and emailing agencies for weeks, if not months, at least for a very long time before we got the first interview with James Folks, who's the managing director of Kingpin Communications, this huge London B2B technology agency, really well known, really, you know, really prestigious. It was a really big name and a great start. But before we got James Folks to be on the show, it was just such, it was such a struggle. So initially the idea was not to go for the CEO or the MD of the company, start small, you know, go with uh, head of sales, head of new business, and then work your way up. So initially, I, I found this guy called James. I can't remember his surname now, but he worked at Kingpin Communications and he was the head of sales and new business. So I emailed him to say, hey, James, I've got, you know, I've got this idea for the show. It's called Agency Deal Masters. You're going to be the first one. I really sold it to him by email. And I said, you know, we're going to talk about sales and new business and B2B and tech and agency. And I really sold it to him. And then a day or two days later, crickets I didn't hear anything back and then a week later I sent him another email hey James just just following up really want to get you on the show it'd be great to talk about your experience in sales and b2b again nothing so a few days later I was like right I need to make some progress so I picked up the phone I called and I was going to speak to him and, and, and pitch him on the phone as I started doing and then the receptionist answered and I said hey can I speak to James please and she said sure so she put me through to James 
And I pitched him. I said, hey, James, you know, I've emailed you a couple of times now. I haven't got a response, but it's Nathan from Agency Dealmasters. And I really want you to have, have you on the show. It's going to be a great show. We're going to talk about this, that, and the other. And he replies, uh, let me check my email. And then he checks his email. And Nathan, I haven't heard anything from you about this show at all. But it sounds interesting. Sure, let's do it. And I'm like, great. Thank God. So we book the show, book the interview, confirm, confirm it. And then I look at him on LinkedIn. And I'm like, this is not James, the head of new business. This is James, the managing director of Kingpin Communications. Yeah, it was the MD. So I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is brilliant. This is even better. I was super nervous for the first interview, but we did the first interview. It went really, really well. Such a nice guy, so knowledgeable. We talked about how we grew with his business and did his favorite books and his mistakes along the way. It was a great, I was, I was super nervous. You probably couldn't tell on the interview, but I was super nervous. And that first interview gave us kind of the gateway because once we had that, we can approach other agencies to say, hey, do you want to be on the show? Because we've just interviewed James folks and this is what it is and it's a great show and listen to it. And um, I was really, I was really pleased with it. So that gave us the platform to then get the next one and then the next one. Um, but yeah, the challenge in the beginning was just absolutely nobody wanted to speak to me. They were like, who? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Nathan, that's a great story of the first interview. On top of providing a great podcast, agency dealmasters also help agencies win new business. How do you accomplish that? So in a few different ways, actually. I mean, in this environment of COVID-19 where we can't meet physically at events anymore. I mean, our business before COVID was uh, a lot in the, in the event space. So we would create events and venues for agencies to come together to learn from like-minded people. That isn't possible now. So what we're doing now is we're helping agencies build podcast audiences for themselves, right? I mean, I've seen the benefit of being able to create a community and build a brand off the back of our podcast, Agency Dealmasters and Dot Innovate, and also get access to potential clients, build, build relationships with existing clients, you know, sort of become famous, develop that sort of fame metric in B2B, which is so important, create a brand. I mean, podcasting is great for all of those things and more. And there are so many agencies out there that are kind of dabbling in podcasts and doing a little bit, not doing very well. There are some that have really jumped in with both feet and are absolutely smashing it. But I think it's a huge untapped opportunity for a lot of businesses and a lot of agencies out there to create their own shows and to create their own communities of like-minded people. And it's a fantastic opportunity. I mean, it's a great business development tool because it gives you access to people that were just never on your radar before. Um, and as, as I said, you can sort of educate your own employees and you can sort of educate your existing customers and, 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 and prospects. But above that, it's just a great sort of learning experience and a, and a branding tool, both a personal branding tool and a branding tool for the agency. So we run a number of, of podcasts and help a, no, a number of agencies run their own podcasts. Um, client side from Fox is, is an agency that we're helping to run. Um, we're helping to run another one from Chief Nation, CEO Dot Digital. We're, we're getting access to some amazing people there. Uh, you know, there's... CMO of, of Walgreens, the largest uh, supermarket chain in the world. Um, just some amazing, you know, getting access to some, you know, really amazing people. We're helping brands 
getting front of agencies as well. So brands like Vogzi and Copper and, you know, CRM vendors that sell to agencies and professional service automation companies that want to sell to agencies, Account Insight. Um, so there are a number of brands that, A, want to sell to agencies and speak to agencies. And we're fortunate that we've, that we've got quite a large audience of agencies that listens to Agency Deal Masters. But also we're helping agencies create their own content in the form of podcasts, webinars, e-guides, thought leadership. And that's even more important now that we're kind of in these virtual environments. With these projects in mind, what are your plans for taking agency deal masters to the next level? <laughs> well, you know that we, um, we follow traction and the, and the traction methodology. It's a book that I love and it's a book that so many agency owners on the show have mentioned and they said that it's their favorite book. And um, I read it and it's one of my favorite books as well. It's on the, it's on the top of, it's in, definitely in my, in, in my top 10. And in it, it outlines a philosophy for growing pretty much any business, but it starts at what is your 10 or 25 year vision for where the company is and then work backwards. So, you know, from 10 years, where do you see yourself in, in five years, three, two, one, you know, what, what are your goals for the next three months? And then how do you break that down into quarterly targets, right? And, and weekly, weekly actions. And that's something that, that we're following ourselves. So, so we've got, a big ambition over the next few years to grow agency deal masters pretty significantly. I mean, you know, essentially we want to be the leading agency helping other B2B agencies win new business. And we also want to help brands get in front of agencies and sell to agencies more effectively as well. But our main core focus, the way that we're going to enable that to happen is by being as useful to agencies as possible, right? So by helping agencies in, in their five main areas where they struggle, which is how do you find and win new business? How do you attract the best talent to work for your, for your agency? How do you build the right culture so that people, A, want to stay sort of working at your agency and you're able to kind of attract amazing talent? If you want to sell your agency at some point in the future, how best do you structure your agency in order to do that? And then the client-agency relationship, right? How do you get the best out of your client, and how does your client get the best out of you? And and those are the main those are the main things. Obviously, there are a number of other things that agencies struggle with, but you know, ask any agency owner up and down the country, and they'll and they'll tell you that those are the main things at the top of their agenda. So, the people that we get on the show, our emphasis is around look, you know, how, how have you achieved those things in your, yourself in in your own business, but also not only focusing on agency stories themselves as useful as they are, but looking outside the agency world. So looking at other business leaders that we've had on the show, other authors, academics, anyone else that can kind of shed light on the challenges of essentially growing a business, you know, whether that's an agency business or a SaaS business or whatever, there are still common challenges that all business owners face. Um, and they're quite common. So, Yes, learning from other agency owners, but also learning from other business owners in other fields and in other industries to you know, see what we can pull in from those guys and learn from them as well. I mean, some of some of the best feedback that we've got on the show have come from people who have listened to sales authors, <laughs> people like Anthony Anarino and Jill Conrath or other entrepreneurs, not in the agency land, but that have stories that relate to the challenges that agency owners are going through. So 
as long as we keep our core focus on helping agencies achieve their biggest objectives, we won't go too far away from our traction goals. Now back to the podcast. What are some of your favorite episodes? Ah, great question. Um, what are some of my favorite episodes? It's a tough one. Um, God, we've had 99. I mean, look, Rory Sutherland is just an amazing human being. I mean, that interview, <laughs> I studied for that interview like it was my final A-level exam. It was like I read his book, Alchemy, three times. It was the biggest interview to date that, that we had at that point. It was the biggest name by far. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, we absolutely smashed it and um, did it justice. And Rory Sutherland was just so nice. He was such a, a great person to interview. And just very humble and down to earth. And we talked for like two hours. You know, I thought we had it booked for one hour and he just kept talking. So we so we had all of this content, this amazing content. And um, every second of it was just like packed with amazing insights. So we decided to chop it up into three different parts and we created three different shows. And, you know, it was one of the most downloaded episodes that we had to that point. And it really sort of helped kind of put us on the map in many ways. People sort of looked like, oh, wow, you know, Rory Sutherland. And the chat that we had was just really, you know, really fascinating. I made sure that I I remembered his book as well. Like I read it from cover to cover so that regardless of where the conversation went, I was able to say, well, on page 121 in section two, you know, you had, you said this. So I really made sure that I um, really um, nailed that. Brent Adamson, a VP of Gartner, such a lovely, lovely guy, like so insightful. And like when it comes to B2B sales or sort of B2B marketing, like Brent Adamson's name is definitely up there. So I had massive imposter syndrome speaking to him, but he was just such, and that's the thing that I find with a lot of these people. It's like the bigger the name that they are and the the bigger profile that they have is that the, the nice, the nicer they actually are, you know, you kind of build up this picture in your mind of what these people are going to be based on what you see of them online and at talks and at, you know, at events. But when you actually speak to them one-to-one, -one, they're most humble, conscientious, just nice loving people. Jill Conrath was another one. I've read her books for years, cover to cover. Uh, she's awesome. Bernadette Jiwa, Greg McEwen from Essentialism. David Hyatt was just epic and one of the most downloaded shows that we've had so far. Mandy Merrin from More Kingston Smith. She was just a delight. Tim Douse, Shazia Ganai. I could go on and on. Um, David Crawford was great. He's been on the show a few times. Joe Hine from SI Partners. He's like the James Bond of the agency world. <laughs> smooth. Smooth. So smooth. Um, uh, ben Fox from Fox Agency, who's been a massive supporter of the show from day one. He was like super early on, on in the show as well. I think episode number 11. Blair Enns, Anthony Anarino, Michael Scantonbury. It just uh, Felix Velardi. Amazing. Just epic agency owner and just... Uh, amazing leader, Robert Craven. So many, so many. Hmm. I could go on. <laughs> and if you could invite anyone on the podcast, who would it be? 
Oh, great question. Great question. Um, oh, God, who would I want on the interview? Like, just so many people. I mean, go down the list. Uh, Barack Obama, <laughs> for one. <laughs> yeah, let's get in touch with him. Let's invite him That'd on the podcast. Definitely. Um, you know, so uh, Tesla CEO, I keep blanking on his name. Elon Musk. Love to have Elon Musk on the show. Um, but really, you know, it, it's really the who's who. So um love to have, um, who else would I love to have on the show? N- not only agency leaders, um, Sir Martin Sorrell would be amazing to have on the show, formerly of WPP. I'm, I'm sure uh, someone listening to this can help connect us online. Um, uh, who else would I want to have on the show? So Martin Sorrell would be great to have on the show just from an agency perspective. I mean, you know, what a legend in in advertising in, in WPP, right? Um, I'd love to have Jeff Bezos on the show uh, from Amazon just because of everything that he's done. Yeah, I, I mean, there are so many amazing leaders um, that I read and, and follow and that I'm inspired by and that I know that would uh, our audience would get a lot a lot of value from. So the list is endless. And you know the list that we've got, Chris. We've got a massive list of uh, prospective guests. So um, a lot of people. At the end of each interview, you always ask your guests some of the speed round questions. Ooh. And now I would like you to answer some of them. Ooh. Tell me about the time you failed and what did you learn from that experience? Time, time that I failed so many times. I mean, relationship failure. Um, there was one in particular, in particular, a few years ago that you know really humbled me and and really sort of brought me down a few a few pedestals, um, which was much needed at the time, I think. Um, and it really sort of forced me to reexamine who I was and what I was all about and where I was going in my life, and it really forced me to make some amazing changes um and yeah that was you know that was a really painful time but also quite rewarding in many ways because if not for going through that process then I wouldn't be where I am today uh, and who I am today so in many ways we're kind of we run away from painful experiences but I realize that we, we actually need them now because they actually force us to grow um And yeah, I've definitely grown a lot since that time. So on the topic of learning, tell me about your early mentors. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have any formal mentors in the way that other people on the show have. Like no one formally sits me down and goes, all right, Nathan, this week we're going to talk about this. But I read a lot, as you know, and I interview a lot of people every week. So everyone that I interview is a mentor for me really, because they're just such amazing people and they've done really interesting things in their lives. They've overcome challenges as well. So, and also when I'm going through challenging times in my business life, I use the podcast as a way of getting consultants, free consultancy. It's like, oh, Felix, what what would you do in this situation, right? So, um, So all of the people that I have on the show are effectively my mentors and I've got an amazing list of mentors. 
Um, and also I can go back to them, uh, you know, off air. But also the people, you know, I read a lot as well. And it, it's weird, like there's a connection that you get from after reading an author's work for some time, you kind of start to feel as though you're friends with them, which is weird, even though they're, some of them are, you know, no longer with us, right? Through their work, they are mentoring you or they're mentoring me anyway. So um, I have so many authors um, who are my mentors uh, and that I, whenever I come up with a tricky situation, I always refer back to what they did or what they said their inspiration this one here is your favorite question to ask on the show <laughs> so nathan it's time for you to tell us about your favorite books great question i, I do love this question actually because i always like i always like to get good book recommendations from other um you know entrepreneurs or, or business owners and um yeah, I've, my list on Amazon has grown significantly through the podcast. But um, some of my favorite books, The Moral Animal by Robert, Robert Wright, just an amazing book about evolutionary biology, like why we are the way that we are. Um, amazing book. Great by Choice by Jim Collins. Um, not as, it's, I think it's his third book after Good to Great and Built to Last, but my favorite book i think it's the book that most people don't know about but just some fantastic ideas in it that i use to this day bad blood um the story of theranos and elizabeth holmes such a fascinating kind of insight into <laughs> just like fraud at the highest level traction like i already mentioned earlier the entrepreneurial operating system range by david epstein which is awesome about essentially the importance of kind of getting a, a, a wide range of experiences throughout your life and the benefits that that gives you to be able to solve problems. Um, the Color of Money, which talks about uh, racial inequality, mainly in North America, but increasingly all over the world and sort of why, you know, African-Americans still have uh, a tenth of the wealth that um, white Americans have, like, what what are the systems and structures in place that have enabled that to happen from slavery till today? It's just a fascinating read, just an awesome, awesome book. Um, How We Got to Now as well, which is like inventions like glass and uh, fiberglass and audio sound, like how we, the five inventions that kind of almost made the modern world. I can go down the list. Anything by Scott Adams, uh, Obstacle is the Way, Ryan Holiday, anything by Ryan Holiday, anything by Jim Rohn as well. Mm, um, classics. Yeah, classic books, all of those books. So, yeah. And what do you do to keep yourself fit physically and mentally? Um, well, this is really important, actually. So I do take my physical health pretty pretty seriously maybe not so much my mental health but physical health yeah so I go to the gym pretty often um I used to box so every now and again I still go to the gym and hit the bag and skip um I run every now and again I do burpees and stuff so two or three times a week maybe four, sometimes more I am um, I do like to keep myself physically fit although I do enjoy a nice pastry so it kind of cancels out the gym sessions uh, but yeah what advice do you have for somebody who wants to get a job in the agency world? Listen to Agency Dealmasters. Like, subscribe, 
five star ratings, please. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, like if you're a young person that wants to get into the agency world, you don't even need to listen to the whole show. Just listen to the last five minutes of the episode because you know these people that have lived these amazing lives and built these awesome businesses. They tell you, like I asked them, like what are, what do you know now that you wish you know at the you know that you wish you knew at the beginning of, of your career? What books do you read? Who are your mentors? What do you need to keep mentally and physically fit? Like these questions, the answers to these questions. If you just listen to the last hundred episodes, but the last five minutes, you will learn so much and be a much more rounded and improved person for the benefit of other people's experience. You know, if just listen to the last five minutes of the show, basically. <laughs> I agree. Those last few minutes are packed with knowledge. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started Agency Deal Masters almost two years ago? Good question. Um, how imposter syndrome can be overcome, I think. Um, yeah, I, I had massive imposter syndrome. And I still do uh, when speaking to these people because it's like, you know, these people are hugely successful, accomplished authors, millionaires, and just achieve some amazing things. But actually, as I said before, when you start speaking to them and you get them one-on-one, -on -one, you just realize that actually they're, they have the same challenges and insecurities and, you know, put their trousers on one leg at a time, just in the way that you do and everyone else does. Right. So we kind of build up in our heads, these really big people, but actually they're just human beings, but they've accomplished some amazing things. And it's the things that it's the way that they think that really is the differentiator. Like I believe that the, the way they think is applicable to anyone. Anyone can choose to think, to adopt the ideology and the way that these people think. Um, I mean, obviously a, a number of them have been, had the benefit of good backgrounds and education and, 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 have, and have had opportunities, but they've also made the most of those opportunities and they've chosen to choose success and choose a way of thinking that is conducive to their own future development. Um, so, it, you know, the way that they think, I think is the thing to, that I've taken away from a lot of these people. And that mindset that, you know, that mindset of essentially a growth mindset is available to anybody. So that's what I would, I would say. Tell us something about Nathan and Ibaba that we don't know. Ah, um, I speak Chinese. Are you kidding? <laughs> Mandarin. Um, so yeah, I spent a couple of years in China after university and um, not many people know that. I keep it quite quiet, but if I'm in a lift with some Chinese people that are talking, I like to like jump into the conversation and kind of scare them, freak them out a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I speak Chinese. And where in China did you stay? Xi'an, which is a city right in the middle of China. It's, it's actually called, it actually means middle kingdom. Uh, it was the first uh, sort of empire in, in China, actually. It was the first kingdom before Beijing. That's where the terracotta warriors are and uh, yeah, a lot of historical relics. Beautiful city, really old, but, you know, just a lot of character. And I love my time there. Middle Kingdom. So kind of like the West Midlands. <laughs> just like the West Midlands. Just like, 
like Dudley. <laughs> Stourbridge. Stourbridge. <laughs> Nathan, that's all the questions that I had for you today. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you very much for letting me do this. And congratulations on the 100 episodes. Woohoo! Here's to 100 more. <laughs>